What up, what up, people, and welcome to another glorious episode of the No Grey Areas podcast. You're listening to the sultry voice of Lewis. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Damn it. <laughs> and this is Denny. <laughs> you ruined me, Denny, man. Why can't you just like look normal while I talk shit? I wanted to stare into your eyes and you said it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So today is Monday, the 25th of January. It is. And uh, obviously, ain't shit changed since. Not a lot. Yeah. But there's been, there has been a lot been going on in the world, as we just discovered. Itali- Italy's prime minister just quit. That's a, I think I feel like Boris should do the same, you know. Mate, step aside for Lewis. Come on now, people. <laughs> I'm gonna start a political party. Vote for me. What would your political party be about? No nonsense, man. No nonsense. It will be it will be a prerequisite for anyone who wants to stand for my party as an MP that mm. they would have to demonstrate consistently the ability to answer questions with either yes or no yeah definitely and no bullshit did you see the thing i can't remember who it was was it matt hancock i don't know uh no not matt the the minister for education oh he's a slime ball (laughs) gavin williamson oh Oh, mate he got done he's he is horrid oh mate he messed up it was uh yeah it was embarrassing so if anyone didn't catch it, uh, basically Piers Morgan asks this guy, at what point have you had a conversation with the Prime Minister about handing in your resignation? <laughs> and he's like, our focus has been, and he's like, no, no I know what your focus is, bruv. It's your job. <laughs> your focus should be on education. You're the Minister of Education. But have you had a... My man answered this, the question. It's a simple yes or no. He should just say, no, I haven't. Yeah. Because I'm trying to deliver here. I'm not a quitter. You might say that we've made mistakes, but there's been a global pandemic. No one's ever faced it before. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But I'm not Superman. Now, Piers, shut the fuck up. Let me do what I do. Matt Hancock done the same thing recently as well. Flipping Pri Patel done the same thing recently. Someone someone else today, though, cut him off. Who? Piers? Yeah. I I saw it on the news. Someone cut Piers Morgan off. Some female MP. Um, Hold on. I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, it was mad, isn't it? But this is that's the thing. They're so Weasley. They then like they won't even just be like, "Yo, Piers, I outrank you. <laughs> Keep quiet." <laughs> yeah, you know they they just they just worm their way out of not answering. And there was an interesting thing today. Actually, Gordon Brown turned around and said, "Didn't he that there's a there's a massive uh, uh, there's an issue between basically in how the country's run." Here's Morgan Furious as Theresa Coffee storms off GMP, GMT. Oh, she stormed off. Who's yeah. she? Well, let's find out. <laughs> yeah. As as we're as we're on here. Who's she? Uh, work and pension secretary. Okay. I'm going. I'm going to play it. Play it in the mic if anyone wants to listen to this. Should I connect to you? Should I connect up my the Bluetooth then? Uh, Let me find it on my phone. Can do it. I'll just send you a link. Yeah. I'll just send you a link. That way we can. Oh. We're doing this live. Fuck, live and direct here's what I hate no though. editing here's what I hate though like when you you go onto these pages like the mirror yeah and what do you get here you go I'm, I'm uh, airdropping it to you because cool. we're professional yeah, it's like just that. come off just come in it's just come through yeah when you um when you click on these newspaper articles and it takes you like to another page with 57 yeah, adverts yeah. it's like mate get over it Piers Morgan Furious is to uh, MP Therese Coffee storms off GMB uh, interview okay video is currently loading so just give us a quick 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 thing of what happened while this is loading bro 
There's no point. I don't need to share. You go. They go. The people will hear. You go. We do what? Nah, it's still loaded, What's, mate. What? Go on, bro. I got no idea. My phone's whack. Well, look, I I level up, yeah. I level up with you people. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I read the article. I don't know, but I was I was literally about to jump in the car. I was like, man, I got time for this. But then as soon as you would mention it, yeah, um, yeah, me. Just uh, search Teresa Coffee in it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm um, so yeah, we'll bring it up. But the thing is, right? The, here's my thing with Piers Morgan. Okay, a lot of times he says the right things. Yeah. But he says it in the wrong way to the point where even though he's saying the right thing, you don't want to be on his side. Why? Because you're just like, mate, you're being a dick about it. Yes, you're right, but don't be a dick about it. Why? Okay. So like even with this, um, I forget the guy's name again. Uh, but yeah, e- even I think this we're ready to go. One sec. Okay, go on, go on, go on. So it's tap to play. And then it's going to say now loading. Danny, what's going on with your phone? You've I've been got no idea. Sorry for interrupting you, mate. Carry on, because this is not playing. Yeah, well, I'd rather just let it cut me off. So, so the thing is, let's say you ask, um, you ask the guy, he answers his questions. Like I would, I'd politely say, okay, listen, you've told me what your focus is. Right, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm clear on, on what your focus is. I don't want to hear that anymore. I just want a straight yes or no answer to my question. My question is simple. Have you had a conversation about handing in your resignation? Just yes or no will do. There's no need for anything else. And if he tries to answer with anything else, just say, look, I'm just going to have to stop you there. Either yes or no, or I refuse to answer. And then let's just move on. And that's, that's it. You don't have to be a complete twat about it, which is what he does on a regular basis. Like, he's just too uppity on his high horse. And like I say, a lot of times he's right. There's nothing wrong with what he's saying. But it's hard for you to get behind a guy who sounds so pompous and is so, like, bullish in his nature. Yeah. You just, you just don't want it. Well, uh, unfortunately, have died due to this. Uh, some of that will be recognising the uh, age of our population. Some of that will be recognising the obesity of our population. But we've been learning throughout how we can improve the different ways of trying to help people during this. You know, at the same time, I'm very conscious of the economic it's impact it's had, particularly on young people. That's why we are trying to do what we can with education. It's why we've created Kickstart. It's why we're trying to okay, make it Okay, but just to clarify, given you now... Given, to get okay. involved. Listen, I, I applaud you for giving us some reasons. because yeah, none of your, that's the first time we've heard a government your, minister sit on a couple of explanations. Right, none of your colleagues last week could give us any. So you've given us two now, ageing population and, and obesity. obesity. So are you saying that the reason for us having the worst death rate in the world is because of the public? They're too old and they're too fat. Um, I think that's a very insulting thing that you've just said. Uh, you just said uh, it. Is you just I'm said conscious it. that there's a variety of factors which will have led to people sadly uh, being ill during this time, sadly uh, uh, that translating into deaths. I- I'm conscious that this is a very serious impact. Our own Prime Minister was in hospital in intensive care himself uh, last April. Uh, I'm conscious that we are wanting to make sure we have a wraparound support. Sorry, what did people, you find insulting, Ms. Out of interest, what did you find insulting? Is, you I said, you said two out. reasons for the, for the fact we have the worst death. I also need to point out that you started this in few late. Unfortunately, I have to go to other broadcasters okay. uh, as okay. well. 
Um, and I wish that we'd had more time when we were. Well, you can come back anytime. We haven't seen you. I appreciate that. I haven't interviewed you since May, so you can come back anytime. It was you that boycotted the program, right? So please don't play. Please don't play the. You haven't given me enough time card because we gave you eight months and you didn't turn up. Let me ask you this. this. Yeah, but just you to start eight fifteen. I understand it. Uh, I'm really excited about the opportunity to kickstart for young people. I understand. I'm sorry, Piers. I'm going to have to go to another broadcast. I just wanted you just to clarify, given you said. Given you said I was insulting. Piers, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go. You're going to go. You're not going to explain why you think I was the one insulting. Well, we've already had 20 minutes of my time. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. I wouldn't say she... uh, No joke. She was quite polite. I think... She she picked on the wrong thing, though. Yeah, I think she did. I think think the only thing that kind of gives her a little bit of leeway there... Is she dropped in, Piers? You rocked up late. <laughs> yeah. She's like, listen, mate. I've got set time, and you, you, we run over. I'm afraid, mate. You get done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, he can say, "Well, you boycott the show. You haven't been on for eight months, but you do talk to people like dicks. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to come on your show, Nick." Yeah. And here's the thing, Piers Morgan mm. is able to talk to politicians like this. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine he was interviewing someone like Vinnie Jones, right? <laughs> yeah. And started giving Vinnie lip. Vinnie yeah. would be like. Yeah. You're fucking alright, son. Yeah. Do you know who you're talking to? Hold your tongue, boy. <laughs> you get slapped. You know what it is as well? Is he's 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 so comfortable and from his old job being the editor of the mirror, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. He got to talk shit to He everyone, got to right? talk, yeah. And he was he's so used to be able to sp- speaking to those people anyway. Yeah. But here's the thing, I do agree with him with that boycott. I think that was wrong. Mm. when they boycotted for eight months what but what i think they should do and again this is that lack of character they seem to show is i would have been like look piers i'm coming on you've got half an hour with me the moment you talk over me i'm done you fill the rest of your half an hour slot with something to say we're going to have a conversation that's going to go back and forth the moment you talk over me boop that's what i'll do yeah like and then the next person comes on and they just just say this is the rules now you like you're you're and my man Piers doesn't have to start checking yeah, himself on a exactly. race. Yeah, exactly. But they are, they're just, oh, mate, Matt Hancock's the worst for me. But Gavin Williamson, mate, he is a... I think he should hand <laughs> it his resignation now. I think he it? should. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Normally, if you repeat an answer in school, even if it's the wrong one, they cuss you out. You know, you know as well, in school, it's like, can you show us your working out? Like, <laughs> how did you come to that conclusion? This was the, this was the question. You came to the answer. <laughs> Show us how you got to that. No, sorry, I read the wrong question. <laughs> oh, oh shit. It is bait, bro. It is, it is. These people. Those bastards. No yeah. idea where um, where we were at. We just had a little break. A little get some food. Um, I know we're talking about some slimy politicians. Yeah, man. Uh, but just off the back of that, while we're on politics, have you been keeping up with, since you were Scotsman, that was a really bad accent, wasn't it? <laughs> Pretty much then. I'm nodding away like people can hear me nod. <laughs> um, the uh, independence referendum. Yeah. Looking to try and get it going again. Yeah. Like, I'm really pushing. Funny enough, I got into, I tell you, like, I do my little trolling thing online, yeah? <laughs> got into another one. <laughs> I got into two, but this one's relevant. So, uh, Pretty Patel mm. was given her advice which will come to another racist thing that happened i don't know if you saw it i don't know we'll come to that in a second pre patel was um being interviewed in fact this was an interview where she was saying um 
the interviewer was asking her, like, isn't this all just the government's fault? And she was like, well, no, it's not all just the government's fault. You can't just blame the government for every little thing. These things are managed on a local level as well. So what was she talking about? I think they were talking about the state of uh, the country in terms of, like, people having to be at food banks and stuff. Right, yeah. And she was like, people have to take some level of pers- like of accountability. Yeah? Yeah. You can't just go, oh, it's all the government's fault all the time for everything. Right. Um, and I was looking through the comments underneath, and they are like, oh, she's a fucking snake, she's a bitch, she's that, and she's the other. And I was like... Generally, I'm not the biggest fan of Pretty Patel, but mm. there's nothing wrong with what she said. You can't just blame. You can't just go, "Oh, it's the government's fault for everything." Yeah. And the she she, you know, answered it fairly fairly accurately. Mm. So I I commented saying, to be honest, I don't really like her, but I don't see anything wrong with what she said, and I don't see anything wrong with personal accountability either. Right. People started coming after me, son. Ah. Right. Started coming after me, <laughs> calling me a clown, calling me a moron, this, that, and the other. And I was like, people, just if I'm a moron, that's fine. Tell me what's wrong with personal accountability. <laughs> what is wrong with that? This Scottish guy, yeah. come after me, son. <laughs> right? But get this here. I was like, he come after me. He's like, oh, no, you're a dick. This, that. I said, like, okay, but just answer my question. What's wrong with personal accountability? <laughs> He's like, listen, in Scotland, you know, we wouldn't put up with this. If people are, treat, like, are not doing a good job managing us, we'll just vote them out and get the next ones in. Done. And I go, it's funny that, because... And I was speaking, obviously, as a, as a person who affi- affiliates with Scotland myself. Yeah. I was like, we've been neglected and mismanaged by the British government for fucking decades. Yeah. And yet we got a vote in 2014. Oh, <laughs> and shit. we said, fuck it, we'll stay. Yeah, true. Right? <laughs> so you're chatting shit. <laughs> he was like, from that, and he, going, he went, oh, do you stay in Scotland? I was like, no, man, I live in England, but my family's all still in Scotland. And he's like, oh, well, let's just hope we get our freedom this year. Then I was like, you still didn't answer my question, you dickhead. <laughs> Don't just think because we're kinsmen, I'm going to let you off. You fucking mug. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest issues with politics, where people choose a camp, and if someone says something on the other camp, it's just automatically, <laughs> I can't agree. Yeah. Oh, it was a Tory that said it, so I can't possibly agree. They're this, they're that. But no, a lot of stuff that is said yeah. is, is uh, and here's here's a question I've got as well, right? So let's just say one sec, Tyler's calling me, should I answer? Yeah, go hey uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Your 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 my phone's connected to the Bluetooth, so you're on the pod. Oh hi fam. <laughs> hey everybody. <laughs> How can I help you? Sorry, I can't make it tonight. (laughs) I was just calling to see if you were on your way back because I'm really hungry and need a snack. I'm not yet, but I will bring you something back. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. So I should be calling that Uber Eats. (laughs) You come back with your dick in a box. (laughs) Go go choose that and I'll be hungry. (laughs) Oh, God, I actually never listens. (laughs) My mum listens to this. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> she. So yeah, I, I get you though. So here's here's my question though with the whole uh, Scottish independence thing, right? So Britain just just negotiated this trade deal. Yeah. And one of the things they negotiated on was like the fishing grounds, mm. where obviously Europe's going to get X amount of access for the next. I think it's five or seven years. Maybe? Yeah, I yeah. think it was seven years. And then after that, it's going to be up for renegotiation, yeah. at which point Boris is like, look, whoever's in charge then needs to pretty much get hold of our waters, right? Yeah. Properly. 
So what happens if Scotland join the EU, right? And the next leader goes, listen, we're taking all the all the waters around the United Kingdom, all of them. Doesn't Scotland have to negotiate to get the fishing rights to their own <laughs> fucking water? I've got no idea how it will work. It's going to be mad. It is, it is. And on top of that, they're going to go, oh yeah, we need a soft border just like Northern, I- Northern Ireland's got. They go, well, actually, you need a hard border because <laughs> Northern Ireland's at least got water between that and the rest of the United <laughs> Kingdom. I'm like... When is the another thing as well? Like, oh, uh, before Christmas, there's like, oh, Scotland's completely locked down. Scotland's completely. Mm. I was like, there's no border, you morons. Yeah. I drove to. Right, me. I did that shit out, Danny. Someone I know drove to Scotland during the lockdown. <laughs> drove all around Scotland during the lockdown. <laughs> was definitely not me, fam. Why did you? Why did I what? Know someone that drove to Scotland yeah. just because they wanted to <laughs> just because they could. Maybe they wanted to go and visit the family and stuff. I don't uh, know. Shit. Maybe just they were Scottish. They could, just because they I could. But this is what I'm saying. Like, there was no like, if if you're going to enforce a lockdown, not to get go back onto a COVID thing, but what they should have done is had police at road roadsides. Yeah. HGVs go through, but if you're in a yeah. normal car, you stop and you answer some freaking questions. Yeah. And we'll chuck you off the next junction and send you back home. But there wasn't any of that. Anyway, not that I would know. I don't have any first-hand experience. <laughs> yeah. Yada, yada, yada. But point is, obviously, if Scotland want to get their independence, I don't understand why the vote went the way it did back then, especially because the sentiment hadn't really changed. If you speak to most Scottish people, they don't. in general, most of the Scottish people that I know, at least, aren't big fans of the English. I think there's sometimes a fear of change. Like, yeah. you, there's comfort sometimes in hating. It also gives you an excuse to blame. Sometimes that having to do it by yourself is is a scary thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think if it happened now, I feel like they're more likely to, to leave. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, pff, mate, I would want to leave this government if I could. Should we, should we see if we can get Slough independent? <laughs> set, set ourselves up as a principality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The thing is, uh, this government, I don't feel, has much time left. I, I don't, honestly, the, the next election, I don't see them winning a public vote at all. Well, the problem is, Labour haven't really done anything. Do you remember, you, do you remember in, the, in the, um, the, the, when Tony Blair was in power? Like, yeah. when, is, when David okay. Cameron was up against more, the other people up against him, like, there was always William Hague, like, used to hear about it. All right, who... Who did Tony Blair take over from? Who was the Conservative leader before that? It was John Major. Right. John Major mm. was a bit dry. Yeah. So he was an easy target. Right. Because Tony Blair had charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Keir Stammer. Yeah. It's not the most charismatic guy. This is, yeah, this is what I mean. Like, but, and here's a problem, yeah? It's not a fucking popularity contest, but it is. But the thing is, with this government, what I'm saying is like, whether it was Ed Miliband... No matter who it's been, there's always even 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 Jeremy Corbyn to an extent. Whenever Wednesday come and question time and da 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 da, like there would he would almost always have something to say. Like the government, the government will be held accountable. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. government is the most incompetent, and they just seem to be getting worse and worse as the weeks go by. But I don't see Labour doing anything. Well, that's the thing. Even with uh, the Labour Party, like recently, have been going. Oh, you know. Uh, Boris has been doing things that we would do. He's just been doing them after, and they'll point out yeah. things where they've questioned. Yeah, like, 
Like you're not yeah. differentiating differentiating yourself enough. Yeah. Um, just go, oh well, we'd do pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we would have okay. just done it a couple of weeks earlier. Like, uh, okay. Which do you know what? Actually, I want to just just for a little minute. I just want to talk about something to do with COVID, not to get too caught up on it. But something that's happened recently, mm. more and more, has pissed me off. Speak. I walk my kids to school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I walk my kids to school. There's a narrow footpath. Mm. And people see me walking with my kids and they will cross the road and feel like they're making a polite, kind gesture to be on the other side of the road so that we don't walk past each other right. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right? You cannot fucking catch COVID walking past someone outside, you morons. Okay. It's just not done. Even if you, like, all the research, all the science yeah. that we've got says... Prolonged exposure in close proximity, yeah. at least 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Walking past someone outside, even if you both, even if I happen to be breathing in as you're breathing out, <laughs> and we walk past each other and we're outside and you got COVID, I'm not going to fucking catch it. Yeah. Okay? My kids, they're not going to catch it. Yeah. They're not in the age range for it. Like, we're, we're relatively, not immune, but mm. we're, we're able to fight it a lot better. Yeah. And if we're walking past you for three fucking, not even three seconds, it's an instant. Yeah, yeah. People, I think, I think, I think, I, I think that's because of this whole two meter distance, two meter distance, two meter distance. I feel that must, that might be why people do you know, that. This is the, this is the thing though, right? I start to believe these fucking crazy people that go, "We're being programmed, we're being programmed." Because look how look how easily and voluntarily these people are, are complying with rules. Mm. In situations where you don't need to, how many fuckers do you see driving around in the car on their own with a mask on? Yeah, yeah, true, true. I went to Costco the other day then. Yeah. I said, listen, I've lost my membership card, need to go get another one. He goes, you also need to wear a mask. I said, my friend, I'm medically exempt. He said, in which case, you can't come in. Oh, really? I said, what? He goes, yeah, we're, we're not allowing people in the store unless they're wearing a mask, period. We can give you a mask, but otherwise... You're, you're not coming in, period. And I was like, I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm not going to try and come in. Peace, I'm out. Mm. Now my next thing is to write an email to Costco asking for my membership money back. Yeah, true. Because if I'm not allowed to go in, I'm not paying for membership. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I'm not... As much as as much as much these companies can go, right, this is going to be our policy, mm. the only way you're going to change that policy and have it sensible is if is if you move your money and say, all right, I'm not going to spend my money with you. Yeah. And, and again... You're, you're not catching COVID doing your shopping, right? Not by, like, the, the mask in a shop isn't really doing you many favours because you're just walking past people here and there. Yeah. You're not, as as the scientists who dictate what we should and shouldn't be doing have told us, mm. you get this from being around each other for... For a longer period. For a longer yeah. period. Yeah. Fuck it, let's just say on the safe side, if you're in any situation where you're going to be in front of someone for five minutes, wear a mask. Yeah. You're not in front of people for five minutes at a fucking supermarket. It's just not happening. Yeah. I think as well, though, it is, it is like that. The um, Although they've done a, a really, really bad job of it, but just trying to keep things as simple as possible. Like, yeah. rather than saying, you need to wear a mask in this circumstance, we're not in this circumstance, but in this circumstance, like, they're just saying, right, wear a mask, keep two, keep two metres apart, wash your hands. So I think I get that way of doing it. But yeah, you are right, like... Meanwhile, you see oh. me and Corin standing in the middle of Sainsbury's, standing about a foot away from each other, <laughs> guessing it up for about half an hour. <laughs> no jokes. masks, people. We dumb. <laughs> we stupid. Yeah. But 
again, don't get me wrong. Do whatever you want to do. Mm. If you want to wear a mask while you're driving in the car on your own, that's fine. I don't care. That's that's cool for you. Do you want to know the mad thing about that? Because I've seen loads of people do that. Mm-hmm. The mad thing about that is masks are actually to stop you spreading COVID. That's my point. So why? Who are you? If you're the only one in the car, like. that's what I'm saying. Who are you spreading it to, dickhead? <laughs> if you know someone and they wear a mask on their own in the car, disown that person. They are they are not worth knowing. I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. And up like, you get to that point where you've been wearing your mask. Like let's say you're walking around a shop wearing a mask. Yeah. You walk out. You get to the car. You get in your car, and then you're like, "Why the fuck am I still wearing this mask?" Yeah. Okay. Cool. Don't tell me that you've been driving around wearing your mask for the last three hours on your days and not thinking, mm. why am I so uncomfortable? Because it's not comfortable to wear a mask. Your breath is getting pushed over your face mm. over and over again. It's a bit clammy. It's just not nice. Mm. I'm not one of these people who go, you can't breathe wearing a mask. Of course you can fucking breathe. It's, it's like there's holes next to your nose. There's holes next to your cheeks. It's, it's, it's not... Again, scientists are like, unless you're wearing an N95 mask. Mm. You ain't really doing a great job of stopping anything. But our government are like, nope, you have to do it. Mm. So if I was going to run for government, I'd be like, listen, science says this, so this is what we're doing. Apart from anything, guys, this idea of being, oh, fuck, do you know what? We've got to stop. I can't keep talking about COVID. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> fuck. I was going to mention something about COVID, actually. Go on, Denny. Um, which I have found a bit odd is there's, well, it's kind of been verified now so i mentioned this I, I, there's sometimes when just things are happening and it's like okay these are the sort of building blocks of how this science is supposed to work and what we've been told but then you're seeing certain other patterns and it just i never say anything until it's like question because i understand there's loads of people who have more answers than me i just haven't asked the right person sometimes but lately i've been i've been i've been sitting chilling chilling with tyler and i'm saying Look, i'm telling you such and such and then she'll come back two weeks later and be like denny you were effing right. And this one, I was like, there's something going on here. Like, you must be able to pass on COVID if you've had it or if you've been um, vaccinated, but it doesn't affect you. Because how this is supposed to work is, let's say, right, we've got a whole country, no one's had it before, yep. so, that, so the virus can just run rampant in ev- everyone, right? Yeah. If six million people have had it, they should be blockers, yeah? So what we're kind of led to believe when we're just told, oh, they're immune to it, if it, let's say you've had COVID, so if you, you get it, you're not blocking it on. If I pass it to you, you're not passing it on because you're I'm immune. immune to it, right? So with the numbers keep going up and obviously more and more people getting it, those blockers, or it obviously isn't as simple as that would seem. Okay. But... If you've got, let's say, 65 million people, you should be able to take out 10 million people straight away because about 10 million people have had it or however many people have had it who stop the transmission or block the transmission. Okay. But that hasn't seemed to happen because the numbers have kept rising. So anyway, I made this assessment, let me pat myself on the back. And um, yeah, that's, that, that is apparently the case. Um, that they're saying people might still be passing it on while... Um, even when they've been they've been and, vaccinated. And here's a problem: around Christmas time, the government are like, "Look, we're going to get this vaccine rolled out, and then we can start ending the lockdowns, this, that, and the other." Mm-hmm. And now they're going, "We're going to have the vaccine rolled out, but there's still going to be a lockdown because we can't yeah. stop people from transmitting." It's like, yeah. 
Well, if everyone's been vaccinated, then why can't we? Because if mm. you're if you're all not susceptible to it, it doesn't matter if you're if someone can carry it. Because who they're going to give it to? This, yeah. If all the yeah. vulnerable people have been vaccinated, there should be no problem. Yeah. And this is the thing. Um, they've been messing up, messed up with that as well. So the Pfizer vaccine, it was supposed to be three weeks in between the first shot and the second shot. Pfizer, that's how Pfizer tested it. The government have decided they're going to wait 12 weeks in yeah. between to allow more people to get the first shot. Right. Now... It seemed to make sense, but Pfizer have since come back and said, okay, but we ain't tested for that. Mm. The government said our calculation has done this and it seemed like we feel like it's safe. Israel, who are, I think are in, in the, who are the number, being the most efficient so far in terms of rolling out the vaccine, have come back and said, uh -uh. by our calculations and the testing we've done, that... Um, by four weeks, you're too fucking late. By four, yeah. It's like down from 90% to 33% efficacy or something like that. So I would be, first of all, I was like, well, it's scientist be scientist. But then I was like, okay, it's no. someone that's been more successful at handling this compared to our government. And it just seems like everything is a sound, mess. I don't want to sound like I'm discriminatory or anything. But if I've got a Jewish scientist, an English scientist, <laughs> I'm listening to the Jewish guy, bro. They have a better track record when it comes to education, I'm afraid. Yeah. Well, this is what I I'm saying. don't want to sound like I'm being prejudiced towards my, my brethren, this is my cousins. Or perpetuating stereotypes. Yeah. But if if our leadership as like classic white man is to <laughs> anything go by, we dumb as fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Funny enough, actually, someone was talking about... Um, uh, so actually, getting to the, the whole racial thing. We were talking about Pretty Patel. Pretty Patel, yeah. This guy, this fool idiot, was on his, I think he's on his Snapchat or his Instagram, whatever. And he was oh, doing a selfie. He's like, I, I saw as a white Dickhead. man, will not be listening to Pretty Patel, this packy, because uh, coloured people do not do well in positions of power. Mm. So, so you could you could unpack it. You could go, well, Pretty Patel is not Pakistani. For a start, and in fact, for an Asian woman, she's pretty much the whitest woman I've ever seen in my life. Like everything about her is white. I'm sure she goes home and has a fucking ham and cheese sandwich before <laughs> she goes <laughs> to bed. Um, but yeah, and uh, and then he said, uh, like obviously, uh, coloured people don't do well in positions of power. It's like, well, what, what the fuck would you know? Like you live in England, we've never had a non-white PA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if anything, if you want to judge it, like let's just look at who we are closest allies to. All right, America. Mm. They've just got rid of a, a white president. Yeah. Didn't seem to sit too well. Before that, they had a black president. Mm. People seem to be pretty chilling with him. Yeah. It's like, and that's yeah. the the most common. But obviously, you look around the world. There's dozens of non-white prime ministers yeah. that are running countries. Is a dumb thing to to say. Um. Here's the thing. He was he was insistent that it was a joke, and even his his girlfriend in the video seemed to be quite shocked. Yeah, yeah. I because she was like, "Oh, you're pushing it too far." It seemed to be like she was like, "This is not going to be taken well." Yeah. Um, and he it it said uh, the the news article that I saw today said that he was uh, a football like a football bo boss, like a team boss of the football. Okay. It's some like pub team, I think. Okay. It's called like. Poku Pots or something. I'm like, 
I'm like, all right, it's either a pub team or a kids team mm. or some shit. Um, and like the guy had to take down his Instagram account. He posted something online saying, look, guys, I've just lost my job. It was a joke. I'm really fucking sorry. Like, can you just stop now? And I'm like, surely, surely, in the process of making this video, it came across your head that people might think you're a complete racist twat. Yeah. And they might not like it. And they might decide to put you on blast for it. I don't understand in this day and age how people can post stuff like this and just assume they're going to get away with it. That's the thing, especially, and this is this is the mad thing, right? Don't get me wrong, it's always, it's never condoned. But there's a clear difference between someone having a racist rant on a bus and some other person filming them and them getting what comes with that, right? Total deserved. Yeah. But sorry, if you're savvy enough to be using social media... <laughs> recorded a video you know what's going to cover that you know what's going to cover that you're just you're just you're you're sorry after it's happened you're not sorry that you've done it yeah. you're sorry you, you know like it, he's seen that a million times he's seen that a million everyone's seen that happen a million times now there's no excuse there's zero excuse but it serves him right i was like i was like what did you think was going to happen bro? did yeah. you think all your white supremacist neo-nazi friends were going to share it with all of their white supremacist neo-nazi friends yeah and no one of any other ethnic background yeah. would see it and take offense surely you know that's not how social media yeah, works this is what i mean it's it, mad as well like i've seen things where someone said something and then someone posts it and the the, the, the tag underneath the just just the phrase underneath internet do your thing <laughs> and within minutes their address, their name, their job, their company, like their boss emails address is just published. Like that happens within minutes now. And this is like, my thing, yeah. I don't personally believe in laws governing speech. Mm. I think let people say what they want to say. Mm. It's the easiest way to find out who's a dickhead. Yeah. Don't restrict people from saying things and being like, oh, because a lot of people know now that you you can't say like racially motivated malicious shit to people mm. so like if we got into an argument and mm. i said something like racially malicious to you mm. you could have me fucking arrested for hate speech right mm. and it like just on social media if i was like oh you're this that or the other i'm trying to think of like a a, a racially motivated slur that's not too bad but, <laughs> <laughs> but i can't i can't think of one from they're all pretty shit <laughs> but yeah so um obviously nothing that you could say out loud uh, but yeah, let's say I said something racist to yeah. you. You could just go, all right, I'm going to take you down my local police station. Yeah. Next thing you know, I've got feds knocking on my door. Yeah. Getting done for it. And then next thing you know, my business is failing because I've got a criminal record for hate speech, which yeah. is going to stop me from teaching kids, which rightfully so, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. If I'm that kind of dickhead mm. to, to say that kind of stupid shit, mm. but I'm aware that it's against the law for me to do it, yeah. I'll hold my tongue, right? Yeah. But if I know I can get away, like from a from a legal standpoint, mm. I'll get away with it. I can say whatever I want to, Denny. Yeah. You can't say fuck all, right? You can just be mad. You can punch me in the mouth. Yeah. Right. But you can't go to the cops and say anything. You know what they I'm saying? Say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me on. Out. Especially online. Especially on. online. Mm. What's that online? Because all it takes is for you to just publish what I've said. Yeah. And go internet, do your thing. Yeah. And I'm fucked. Yeah. And I know you could be like, well, that's kind of vigilante, social justice. Fuck it. Let the chips fall where they may, people. I rolled the dice when I said something racist. But I've got to deal with, I've got to deal with either, I'm going to get snake eyes, maybe. Yeah. The do house you, will always win. Do you not think it's, do you not think it's discriminating against stupid people? 
Because it's stupid people. Darwinism, bro. <laughs> it's so true. It's Darwinism because those stupid people are the ones who do that. My thing is this, right? I still don't get this about... Well, I get it with regards to social media, but it still frustrates me that why people do it. Why do people love sharing their opinion online? I don't know. Like, who are you sharing your opinion? Surely, everyone that your opinion is really going to matter to... You can, like, you, you don't need to broadcast that to the whole world. Like, I send, I make a group chat. I send a video in there. Even that could still get shared. But why am I broadcasting my opinion? Like, what is, people have this weird self-importance when it comes to show, social media and, and do things for the reactions. Mm. Like, who was he sending that to? Who, really and truly, I saw the video. Mate, I don't care what you think about me or people in, of colour or people in power. Unless, like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's so... It's so, like, for reaction. Do you know what I mean? And he got a reaction. <laughs> yeah, He got much. a reaction. It's, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. But um, on a totally different subject... Go on. Conor McGregor, mate. UFC. Before we talk about Conor... The fight what, in what, Irish. What else? What else? What was the... Did you watch the rest of the fight card? Yeah, I did. Uh, was there anything uh, else so, on so, there? So here's the thing, right? I'll, I'll be honest. What happened, right? I... Um, I was like, right, I'm gonna stay up. I'm gonna watch this. Mm. You know, I, I, I had to pay for it, which was a bit annoying, because normally I still I have I have Kevin's login. Mm. Shout out to Kevin Talbot, long time fan, occasional guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, normally I listen to um, I, I watch the the fights through through that, but um, but it was a, a pay per view, so I had to pay twenty quid. Mm. So and I was watching the prelims, and actually the. Uh, actually, the last one that I watched was Juliana Pena uh, versus Sarah McMahon. And even though Pena was an underdog, I was pretty certain she was going to win. And in fact, I should have put money on it because she was a heavy underdog. Um, so, yeah. And then, like, halfway through the Brad DeVarez fight, I actually fell asleep. Um, and then oh, I, woke up, I woke up at, like, I think it was about six o'clock. I was like, fuck, I woke up, right? And I was like, oh, shit, I've paid for this on pay-per-view and I've missed it. Oh, I was like, I hope I can replay it because yeah. otherwise I'm going to be fuming. I just threw shit. 20 quid down the day. But I was able to um, to, to replay it. And uh, I watched the last three fights because one of them was a Scots, a Scots woman. Um, and she won by unanimous decision, which was good. good. Uh, Joanne Coldwood, shout out. The next one was uh, Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker. So Ah, uh, yeah. Chandler was a Bellator champ yeah. coming in facing Dan Hooker who just lost to Poirier and it was a close fight him and Poirier like they scrapped okay. it out five rounds it was a it was a bit of a bloodbath but it, it was good they were both rocked at, at points Poirier uh, dominated in the later rounds but yeah it was a, a good technical fight and, and it was a bit brutal as well Chandler came out and he's the Bellator champion he's the Bellator yeah. champ he threw a total of 17 strikes. Um, he landed all 17. Uh, Dan Hooker threw eight. To be honest, I barely even noticed that he... he I think he threw a couple of kicks. Mm. But generally, he was on his back foot the entire time. Oh, wow. Chandler was just walking him down. And the next thing you know, he threw, I think it was a big overhand right, dropped Dan Hooker oh. and, and done him in the first round, two and a half minutes into the first round. Oh. So he made a great debut, a great... Na- a great uh, presentation of himself to the UFC who Dan Hooker uh, no no Michael Chandler oh Michael Chandler sorry yeah, yeah Michael Chandler sparked him out 
Oh, wow. So so he did really well, especially considering, obviously, Hooker went the distance with Poirier. Yeah. The thing is, it's like MMA maths doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean. Especially when you consider, moving on to the next fight, Poirier and Connor fought a few years back, and Connor knocked him out in like 90 seconds. And now, obviously, yeah. so so here's the thing. I watched, so I watched the fight. Mm. Um, my thing was, as I was watching it, I was going, Connor's just taking them leg kicks. Like in the first round, yeah. I was like, Connor's just taking them leg kicks, and he's not really, he's not really doing anything other than punch. Like Connor used to be really dynamic. He'd come out throw front kicks, yeah, oblique yeah. kicks, hook kicks, everything, and he'd have this nice sideways karate stance. Yeah, and his yeah. movement was on point. The first minute or so of the round he was every time Poirier was kicking he seemed to go like little shift back out of range come back in with the boxing shift back in out of range come in. but he got caught with a couple of calf kicks and it just slowed him down and you could just I don't even think he realised until late in the first round yeah. how much damage he'd taken in his calf yeah and that's when he started to catch him um, and he got to be fair he got kind of lucky because if Poirier had read it a bit quicker mm. Poirier would have faked low and gone high and head kicked him Right. Because he was making it so bait that he was going for the catch. Yeah. And he caught Poirier's leg like two, three times. Yeah. Um, in the first round, Connor looked like he was landing the heavier punches. He looked like he had Poirier hurt. I heard he point. won the first round slightly. Just he like, did, yeah. yeah. Even though um, Poirier got a takedown in the first round, but Connor got up, back up fairly easily. I don't even think Poirier landed a punch on him or nothing. Poirier just, um, Connor got to his feet uh, and they turned him off the cage. They broke. He, he was fine. Um, which is interesting because actually Khabib didn't manage to get Connor down properly until the mm. very end of the first round. Yeah. It was like, it was barely worth it. And Khabib was solely focused on getting Connor down. Yeah. I think Connor just wasn't expecting a takedown attempt. Um, but yeah, it's, and to, to his credit, and here's the thing, Floyd Mayweather went online after and he's like, this is how you know everyone's racist. You know, I'm, I've been doing my thing, 50-0, undisputed, mm. undefeated, and I get nothing but hate. This guy loses like a punk, and people still blowing him up with love. Now, here's the thing, right? Connor talks mad shit about people before fights. Yeah. After fights, he has a lot of respect for him, yeah, and then yeah, he goes back definitely. to talking mad shit. Yeah. People like the mad shit, mm. but they also like the fact that he's got respect as well. Yeah. Floyd never is respectful about anyone he fights, before or after. He's always talking shit, and I think people mm. just get sick of it, and that's why they always want to see him lose. Yeah. And to like, you listen to Conor, and I don't know if you watched any of the post fight stuff, but Conor was just like, no excuses, yeah, enough yeah. respect to Dustin, you know, he came out with the game plan, he executed it. My calf, man, it's falling like a fucking balloon. He's on crutches, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, man. Because I heard him saying something about like, he, he, like that calf kick, like. It's a nasty weapon, it's a bastard. Yeah, he was saying like, the, it was almost like it was some new thing. Yeah. But it's been, he said it's, the thing is, I'll tell you, funnily enough, the first person... Where they used to kick the, the, the thigh, fight, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The first person to finish Nate Diaz in a fight, Ben mm. St. Henderson, cough kicked the fuck out of Nate Diaz. And uh, he went... Uh, no, sorry, he didn't even... Cough, he, he was punching Nate's thigh and cough kicking him. And he went... As Nate went to block a, yeah. a kick or a punch to the thigh, and he went for him. But cough kicks are... They've been a thing, like... To be fair, it's not... It's not like it's a new thing, yeah, yeah. but it's a new thing in terms of what people are focusing on. Right. It used to just be some other little element to the game. Yeah. But if you think about it, your calf kick is your longest range weapon. So it's yeah. your safest weapon. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you don't have much muscle around your calf. The bone's yeah. quite thin. 
and there's a lot of nerves and tendons and stuff running through your calf. Yeah, yeah. So it is a real vulnerable point. Yeah. Other fighters that have had issues is like Stephen Thompson, who's also got a really wide karate stance. Um, so these guys who tend to have wider stances tend to get hit with calf kicks more, which is right. which is annoying because the, there's only one of the guys that I know that has a decently wide stance mm. but doesn't get let up with calf kicks so much, and that's Israel Adesanya. Right. But the reason for that, I think, is because Izzy is constantly fainting. So he's fainting movement, fainting movement. He's right. constant motion, constant motion. Yeah. He's giving signals like he's going to kick, like he's going to, and it makes it very hard for other people to kick. Yeah. yeah. And this is what, like, when I'm watching Conor, I'm like, you should you should be throwing leg kicks as well. You should be throwing front front kicks. Like, if someone throws a leg kick and mm. you throw a front kick to the body, you're knocking them over. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, his, his argument was quite a valid one. He's like, I've had, before, like, this morning, I had one fight in three years in, in a cage. Yeah. And he's like, I needed more experience. He's like, you can't, you can't beat experience. He's like, of course, like, he wasn't saying that before the fight. Mm. But he kind of was as well because yeah. um, one of the uh, one of the reporters asked him like, "Why did you retire last year?" And mm. he goes, "I just wanted to fight." He's like, "I got frustrated. I just wanted like you can't you can't neglect the cage. You need to be in the cage constantly." Yeah. And I yeah. felt like it was it was setting me back. So that's why I said, "Fuck it, I'm done." I just yeah. got frustrated. He goes, "But I love to fight." And the thing with Connor is that he like if he has it his way and the UFC let him. He'll probably fight again in like April, May. Yeah. He really don't like. He's he's worth so much now, and he's achieved everything. Mm. But he still wants to fight. Why? Because mm. he loves to fight. Yeah. That's all yeah. it. Re- even yeah. um, John Kavanaugh said it like years ago. He's like, I've s- as soon as Conor beat uh, Eddie Alvarez and became a double champ. Um, champ, jo- champ. John Kavanaugh was like, "All right, you're done, mate. That's it. Your career's finished. You don't need to do anything else. What have you got left to prove?" And Connor was like, I just want to fight. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's like, fuck it, I'll fight Floyd Mayweather, I'll do whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously went off and fought, fought Floyd and came back. And if you said to Connor, like, look, Khabib will come back and fight you, he'd be like, awesome. And yeah. then we go fight him. Khabib won't do it, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Khabib is uh, officially retired and has been since he won uh, against Justin Gaethje. And Dana White was hoping that something at the weekend would happen that would lure Khabib out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what he, what Dana was hoping was that Connor would beat the fuck out of Dustin Poirier, mm. and then get on the mic and go like, "Khabib, come back, you pussy." Yeah. But didn't happen. Mm. And I, I think Dana probably went home and cried himself to sleep while jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what what happened with the UFC at the weekend, bro. I don't know if you saw it, what you thought of it. I saw yeah. I, um, I, I I didn't see it. I, I I saw the knockout the next morning. Um, oh, knocked out, bro. What are you talking about? Connor. He didn't get knocked out. What, what happened? He got TKO'd. TKO'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, and here's another problem. Yeah. When you look in the media, yeah. Connor reacts after his knockout loss. To yeah, I think he's yeah, Man did well. not get yeah. knocked out. Yeah. If you watch, when he got hit, he he was struggling to stand up because his leg was fucked. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. defend himself properly. He did he, take punches to the head. Three, uh, three of the seven punches that Poirier threw missed. So the punch I saw that that caught yeah, him, uppercut. kind of Scott was as well him recovering, like st- almost caught, stand in the motion of sort of almost standing, like slowly standing up. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, trying to get up, um, which obviously you need your leg for. And just to just to put it into context as well, Khabib himself even said with Gaethje, he's like, if Gaethje hit me like three more times in my leg, I was fucked. 
and even even Gaethje said it. He, he when he went back to his co- his corner after they were like seven more leg kicks, get him with seven more leg kicks and you you're gonna win this fight. Mm. So, you know, is there like yeah. it's such a powerful tool. Mm. I don't know if you remember when you're training, we used to do a game where we used to kick each other to the legs. We used to do it yeah, on the yeah. thighs. Yeah, but it's really easily translatable yeah. to kicking on the yeah. calf. I will kick the fuck out of people's calves, mm. man. I do it easy. I'm I'm like. 35 years old, I'm a transition, <laughs> UFC, I'm a calf kick people, <laughs> I get one punch in the face, I'll be out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that, that's, um, that's and the other thing is like, people online are like, oh, Connor's done now, he's done, mm. his career's over, it's like, is it? He's got four more fights, most of his fans are still his fans. What pisses me off is, I'm a fan of MMA, right? I what do you mean he's got four more fights, is it five contracts? On his contract, Okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of MMA, period. I follow it, I'll stay up. Generally, I'll either stay up or I'll wake up and first thing in the morning I'll watch a fight for Mr. Carr. My brother-in-law mm. calls me up on Saturday. He's like, are you watching the fight? You got it? I'm like, when do you ever watch UFC? When do you watch it? Yeah, well, yeah. Connor's fighting, isn't he? And when I speak to people, they're like, about, let's say the concept, like, oh, I teach martial arts. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah you know, I watch MMA as well. I'm into that. And they're like, MMA? Is that that Conor McGregor sport thing? I'm like, <laughs> no, bro. He's not the Conor McGregor. He does MMA. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. in the UFC. But he's the name that yes. everyone associates yeah. with MMA. So mm. he's done a great job for himself. And the thing is, a lot of his fans don't actually care that he lost. Like, yeah, they do care, but not to the point where they're like, oh, that's it, I ain't following him now. But on the flip side of that, there's a lot of casuals Yeah. who are like, yeah. oh, that's it, done. Yeah. So, so he probably did lose some stock. Yeah. What do you What do you think of who, What do you think's next for him? Like, there's obviously Nate Diaz fight. Um, yeah. But Nate I, Diaz, I think he can't afford to lose that. Here's a funny thing yeah. as well, right? Poirier in his post-fight press conference. Mm. This This uh, event this weekend was was about establishing who is someone going to challenge Khabib. Right. Gives Khabib something to come back to, mm. or is someone going to like show themselves as being like a clear a clear like new champion or whatever, right? And in theory, Michael Chandler did a really good job of saying that like, I'm fucking here. I'm in contention. Yeah. yeah. And then Poirier did the same. Because yeah. Poirier's only lost recently has yeah. been to Khabib. Yeah. So and and Poirier's fought some bad men like uh Eddie Alvarez, he he beat well technically he, he was beating the crap out of Eddie Alvarez and there, there was a the fight got ruled a no contest, and then they had okay. a rematch, and he beat the fuck out of Eddie. Okay. And then uh, prior to that, he'd also knocked out Gus- Justin Gaethje in the last like two minutes or something of the fifth round. Yeah. Hit him with a, I think it was a knee or an uppercut from the clinch. I can't remember. Fought Max Holloway, mm. who Max Holloway. I don't know if you watched. I, th- I don't know if I, I saw. About I saw it. the clip with the uh, when he was just talking to the commentators on that no look punch. Bruv. That was so sick. Here's my thing, yeah. I fucking love Max Holloway. Since there was a fight back in the day, I can't remember who it was. Uh, but there was this, he he stood in the middle of the cage, clapped his hands, and pointed to the ground, and he was like, "I ain't moving. Let's just go." And he just <laughs> after the last ten seconds of yeah. that fight, these boys just stood toe to toe, beat the fuck out so, of each other. And I was like, "Do you know what? You got a rate, Max." Yeah, yeah. He fought um, Brian Ortega, and was punching Ortega in the head, and he goes, "No, man, you need to block it like this." And then he threw it, and, and Ortega blocked it. And he went, "Yes, that's right. Let's go." Right. <laughs> He's a savage. Yeah. He fought Jose Aldo 
And then he literally, like, he walking back to the cage, walking back to his corner, he went, the man's tired. Next round, he's done. Next round, man's quit. Wow. I was like, Max Holloway is at 145. He's a beast. And the problem is, he's got two losses from this guy, Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. Who's, I think he's from the same, I'm pretty sure he's on the same camp as Izzy right. and Dan Hooker, actually. Yeah, he is. Um, uh, the first fight was really close. Mm. But, fair, Alex probably won it. Yeah. Leg kicks, funny enough. Yeah. The second fight, I can't find someone that thinks Alex won it. Oh, really? But the judges gave it to him. It looked to me like Max won rounds one, two, and three. Yeah. And he dropped uh, Volkanovski as well. In I think it was the first or second round. Uh, Volkanovski won the last two rounds, in everyone else's opinion. Which is fine. Like, yeah. I, I can I can see that. I agree with that. Question it like, but how how if you're gonna go well, you have to beat the champ. It's like well, he he barely beat Max in the first fight. Yeah. Max done a more conclusive job of proving his case in in the second fight. And now all ever, anyone can talk about is they need to have a trilogy fight, which is weird because normally when you're two and zero against someone, no one wants to see a third fight, but everyone wants to see Max. Max is a bad motherfucker, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I do like it. And you know what? He did not spar at all in the build-up to this fight. Oh, really? No sparring. The last two or three fights, no sparring. And that's why I'm like, yes, Max, you the man. I don't get caught, uh, caught giving, uh, giving Max Holloway a metaphorical blowy here. <laughs> <laughs> but he's amazing, bro. I highly rate him. If you're a fan of uh, MMA, you do better to be a fan of someone like Max Holloway than, yeah. than of Conor McGregor. Okay. He's just more active and he's he's more engaging, to be fair. Yeah. Like, he's a cool guy, Hawaiian dude. You know, oh, man. But And that's the thing. It pees me off that there's so many good fights out there. Yeah. You know, John Jones has just moved to heavyweight. He's, uh, Stipe and Ngannou are going to fight again. And then the okay. winner gets John Jones. Okay. So that's going to be mad. Yeah. Okay. You know, Izzy is going up to light heavyweight. He's fighting a light heavyweight next month, I think it is, or maybe March. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he was, what is he, middle? He's a middleweight. So he's, oh. he, he normally, so he fights minus 185 pounds, right. and he normally weighs in 183, 184. Okay. He doesn't really look like he cuts much weight, but he's going up. And the idea, I think, of going up was that he could fight John Jones. Yeah. But now John Jones has gone up to heavyweight. Uh. So uh, Izzy's going to fight Jan Blachowicz. Um, and then if he John wins, Jones vacated the belt? Yeah. Okay. And um, and uh, Reyes, who had a close fight with John, a lot of people think Reyes won, was the guy that Jan Blackowitz not beat the fuck out of to, to win oh, the wow. title. Um, so John was like, oh, I could go back down and get my title back real easy. Mm. Um, and a, a lot of what John is saying is like, I'm, I, can't, I can't get motivated to fight at light heavyweight. I've been so dominant, and even when I've not really been training, yeah, I'm still dominating these guys. I'm still winning. Yeah, but the, his last couple of fights have not been dominant performances. Right, okay, bar his head kick knockout of uh, Daniel Cormier. So it's like, well, technically TKO, but um, but yeah. So anyway, Izzy's going up. Israel Adesanya, who had that like viral fight with Paulo Costa, where at the end he like got on his back and raw dogged him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is he is he uh, is he vacating his belt? No. Okay, so he's gonna. The thing with Izzy. Yeah. In the top ten, I think he's beat seven of the guys in the top ten. 
Oh, wow. So it's really hard for them to make a case that there's a clear contender to be a title yeah, challenger. Yeah. The only guy that they're that, that is at the minute being like, yeah, yeah, I, want, I should be the champ. I should fight. Is he? I'd, I'd beat him. Is this guy, uh, Vittori. I can't remember his full name. Something Vittori, anyway. Um, and the only reason why he's able to say it is because he took Izzy to a decision a, uh, like, uh, on the card years oh. ago. And it was like a, a split decision. Okay. But it was like Izzy's first fight in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Since then, Izzy's gone on to destroy everyone. Yeah. And like, bar Kelvin Gastelum, who they had a bit of a war. Mm. But even then, if you look, if you watch the last round of the Kelvin Gastelum fight, you'll be like, shit, he was going to kill him. Kelvin got knocked down like four or five times. Shit. It was mad. It was mad. And Izzy's just savage. So, so that's my thing. Again, if you want to be a fan of MMA, Israel Adesanya yeah. is an amazing fighter to get behind. Mm. You know, Amanda Nunes, savage woman, yeah. beast, more active than Connor. But everyone loves talking shit. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. I talk so much shit, I should be world champion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's, uh, that's pretty much it for the UFC. At the minute. There's nothing otherwise big coming forward from that anytime soon, mm. from the offcut. But um, but yeah. Other than that, I think there's some other stuff in the news that I wanted to to talk about. You got anything that you wanted to? Um, no, no. You showed me something about this uh, pretty appalling thing of this old this lady in a yeah elderly home. That's pretty. That's pretty poor. That's pretty terrible. There's okay. So the thing is not to 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 go mm. on that one specifically. There's so many regular examples of abuse and neglect going on in care homes. Yeah. It makes me terrified of getting old to the point where I would rather just like say, okay, if I make it to 65, I'm going to just drive my car off a bridge. Right? I would rather do that than sit in a care home and get abused by some... 65 is not that old. But for me, it's old, man. I think I'm going to die in my 40s or something. Like that. Shut up. <laughs> do you know, funnily enough, I've always had this feeling like I was going to die young. Like what? always, always. I don't know why. I've always had it, and um, and not to not to be like a complete nut job, but I've had a couple of dreams that have kind of come true. Right. I'll give you an example. This one dream that I had it was it was really weird. I got into a, a taxi that was being driven by a woman. Now, obviously, how many female taxi drivers have you ever come across in the UK? Not many. Not many. In England, I've never seen one. Okay, right. seen a couple, but not many. Right. Went to Eindhoven for a tournament. Okay. And in my dream, I was being driven in a taxi by a female ta- ca- cab driver, and I went past this building that was like a block of flats, but it was like a rainbow building. That's the only way I could describe it okay. based on the dream I had. Yeah. And I turned to to your uncle, my coach, mm. and I said, Coach, I've been here before. And he's like, What? I goes, he goes, When did you come in? I said, No, not literally. Like, I swear I've dreamt this. I was okay. I goes, If I'm right, there'll be like a colourful building soon. Literally about 30 seconds later, we drove past this balcony, at uh, this building. So one sec, are you still in the dream? No, no, this really is in real life. This in real right, life, okay. Yeah. I, thought, so I was getting no, no, in the dream, in the dream, I hadn't been in Eindhoven. I didn't know right. where it was in the dream. Right. I just knew, I was in the car being driven by a woman, like a female cab yeah. driver, and there's this colourful building. That's right, it. okay. That's part of the dream. And then, obviously, I get in this car with the female cab driver. It feels really familiar. This dream comes back to me. Yeah. I say to my coach, I've been here. I feel like I've been here before. Mm. I like, can dream. This is why I did that. 30 seconds later, we turn a corner. We go past this, like, apartment building. And it's got... Ba- every built every apartment's got a balcony. And 
each of the balconies have a different colour face plate on the balcony. Oh, right, so yeah. just just like multicoloured balconies. Yeah. And I was like, that's my shit. That's for my dream. <laughs> right? Um, but I've also had, I had a dream once where um, Vinny, yeah. remember Vinny, had asked me to pick up her sons from Maidenhead. Yeah. She'd never asked me to pick up her sons, right? In real life. But in this dream, she asked mm. me to pick up her sons. And on my way driving to Maidenhead, I got into a car accident. My car flipped over. And the, the point of me waking up was that my car was upside down, facing the wrong way. And I was trying to flash my hazard lights to tell the car that was oncoming that I, obviously there's yeah. a, a car here if I can stop. And the car just ploughed straight into me and killed Shit. me. Weirdly enough, I think it was like before like a Christmas party or something that we were doing at the club. Vinny calls me and she's like, oh, I don't suppose you could pick up my boys. I was like, where are they? She's like, oh, they're in Maidenhead at my someone's oh, house. That's, it. that's some final destination. And shit. I was like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pick them up. And as I'm pick, as I, I said yes, and as I said yes, I was like, fuck, I've dreamt this. And I was driving to the wards of the motorway, right? And I was like, she's got the back roads, bro. <laughs> 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 and part of me was like, do you know what? If it's your time, yeah, yeah, it's your time, bro. Yeah, hang it up on the motorway. Let's see what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I got to the roundabout, I had to come roundabout to go on the motorway. She calls me. She goes, don't worry about it. It's cool, actually. I'll sort it out. You don't need to go. I was like, all right, cool, cool. I was like, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, oh, that's the thing. Like, I've always had this feeling like I'm going to die young. So I'm blessed in that respect that I'm not going to get rogered by some Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, bro, how many times have you seen this horror story about these idiot people abusing people and neglecting people in care homes? People sitting in their own feces for days on end. This uh, video that we just saw, this, yeah, this elderly true. woman who had dementia was lying pretty much naked with like a towel draped over her. Mm. And the, her care worker was pulling her by her hair to give her a medication. Yeah, that's dis- it's, that's, that, that is disgusting. As you said, it is. Oh, it just happens too much. Yeah, man. It's... And, I, th- I feel like the consequences for this should be a lot worse. What, what happened to this person? They did get a prison sentence, They right? did, yeah. Uh, did th- it say how long or...? It didn't. It didn't. Um, so, yeah, but the family decided it was the right thing to do to share it, which I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. There was another thing, actually, that came up recently. I don't know if you've heard uh, the, the new video uh, audio tapes from Amber Heard. Oh, the Tom... Uh, Johnny Depp? Yeah. No. Where... He was like, <laughs> he was. I'm, I'm so fucked up that I find this funny. <laughs> yeah. he, she was like, oh, what, you think you're going to like play the victim and tell them that you're a victim of this domestic violence too? And he was like, well, yeah, I am. Like, this, this, that's what happened. And she's like, like I'm barely capable of anything. I weighed like 115 pounds. And he's like, but you cut my finger off. And she was like, and? What did you say for me? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. It was so bad, bro. She, and, and the thing is, right, like, after doing this, she went to, a, like, a women's march for, like, obviously, like, women's rights yeah, and stuff yeah. and equality. And I'm like, you literally just lied in court to get this guy's career and his whole life fucked up, right? Shit. And the thing is, I've got, I've got to be straight as well, yeah? Johnny Depp, you're a dickhead, bro. You stayed with a chick who cut your finger off. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're Johnny Depp. That's mad. There's other chicks yeah. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, she party, she party. Yeah, yeah. But shake yeah. that party, like. Yeah. I don't care if I if Damn. I look at you and think you are the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm. 
you cut my finger off, we are done. Yeah. I need yeah. all my fi- all my digits. And then Elon Musk was beating it and bounced after that, innit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it it amazes me. Uh, but and again, despite that, despite there being clear evidence that she mm. basically confessed to it, that she admitted it, his career in Hollywood is like seriously in trouble. You know. Yeah. And um and meanwhile she's like chilling. Although I think she's actually been written out of the new Aquaman Man movie. I think they've changed the. Oh, did they in the end? I, I saw. The so last, I heard she was supposed to be returning. The last thing that I oh. saw was basically saying that they've because something like I think it was five million or fifteen million people signed that petition to have her like kicked oh, off wow. from Aquaman. Like a lot of a lot of people wow. signed it. Okay. So um, so yeah, obviously don't quote me on them numbers, people. You go do your own research, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but wow. I do recall there there being a conversation that they'd. Uh, they'd pushed another character to have a more prominent role yeah, to yeah. be like the more more prominent kind of female yeah. lead in it, which to be honest, I'm a little bit torn about right because personally I think if you do something wrong, sorry, <sighs> getting old, if you do something wrong, then society deems it right that you should be punished for that thing. Now let's say it's a prison sentence or, yeah. or whatever. That's the consequences done. Right. After that, there should be no public pressure for you to lose your job or this, that, the other. Mm. Where the exception here is for Amber Heard is that she clearly did something wrong and faced zero consequences yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, there's been other times like um, there was that guy, football player, who had sex with an underage girl. Oh, well, I can't remember his name, but I know. But he, he went to prison yeah. for it. Yeah. Then when he came back, yeah. he wanted to play football again. Yeah. His job has nothing to do with kids. Yeah. So I don't like. If that was his job, that's his job. Mm. Let him go back to his job. Yeah, can't do nothing else because most footballers drop out of school in the UK anyway. It's weird. European footballers tend to end up being like yeah, quite yeah. well educated because yeah, of scholarships yeah. and stuff. But I'm like, that's all he had was football. Yeah. I think someone did take him back in the yeah, end. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, they gave him a hard time. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. Like, as a society, we should be about reform. We should mm. be about like accepting that people make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. There's certain things that are inexcusable you can't you can't let someone off but circumstances are different for everyone unless you're in that position you don't you, you never know exactly what happened yeah like another thing that happened in the news recently that i read about today in fact um this woman i think she was of russian descent but living in the uk she was married uh, to a, a celebrity photographer in august last year she killed her son ten, oh. her son was 10 years old suffered from autism and a couple of other like really serious conditions and she basically had been posting online um i'm speaking to her friend saying that she's basically like doing god's work that she's gonna have to sacrifice her son for the betterment of humanity or something wow messed up yeah she stuffed bits of sponge down her son's throat and strangled him and killed him in his bed Ten year old boy. And then she plays toys around him. Mm. Toys and stuff. Like now if someone first of all, if if a woman kills her 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 son, then obviously this the if anyone kills anyone there's something wrong. But for a woman to kill her son, there's something civilian wrong. This woman was struggling on her own to look after her son who needed around the clock care. And it seemed to be like the stress of it was too much for her. I'm not. I'm not by any means excusing what this woman done, but in that moment, 
you got to be like, okay, what was going through this woman's head? Was was she like maliciously going, right, I've, I've just fucking had enough of this kid. I'm just going to do him over. She wasn't. Like, she actually, it seemed like she had a bit of a breakdown. She contacted one of her, after she killed her son, she contacted one of her friends and she was like, I've done it. Like, he's, he's gone now. So, like, the sacrifice has been made kind of thing. Her friend came around to the house, saw what she'd done, hid her passport so that she couldn't, like, flee yeah. the country. And then spoke to her for a little while, and then they both walked and handed. She handed herself in to the police. Wow! Right. And it's like, on the one hand, part of me wants to go, "You evil bitch! You killed your son, and he's an innocent kid, ten years old, yeah. had all kinds of health issues. You could have, you could have asked for help. You could have, mm. literally, you could have called the police and said, "Listen, I, I need someone to take my son off me. I'm thinking about killing him." Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just can't do it anymore. Social services would have come. They'd have taken your son into care. This is in the UK? Yeah. Wow. They'd have taken her son into care. Yeah. She'd have been all right. I don't know how it could not be in the UK if she took if she walked down to Acton Police Station. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in France. She walked to Acton <laughs> Eurotunnel. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm like, there, there's always another way. But in those c- circumstances, we don't know everyone's personal situation, how much stress they're going through, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't make it excusable, doesn't make it mm. right. Should that woman have a chance at living a, living a normal life at some point in the future? I think there's... I think she's going to have to get over it herself as well. Like at yeah. some point, it's going to dawn on her that she killed her child. And I think there's more psychological evaluation yeah. that would have to take place. That, that's her. what her, her defence team is... Yeah, <laughs> there's... there's um, I know in prison, like, they'll have... They'll have, like... Uh, you know, like if so, what they'll call like a crime of passion, where someone lashes out for a specific yeah. reason that's clearly a one-off, and they, although they serve the amount of time in prison, their 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 conditions in prison are often very much different to that cold, callous, um, yeah. sort of premeditated uh, but, situation. But here's the thing, yeah, like in that situation, that. Um, that woman, obviously, again, we're not making excuses and be like, oh, yeah, it's all right, you know, you forgive mm. these things. But you're going to have some sense of, like, almost compassion for that person. Like, they, they obviously went through some, some messed up stuff. But if you find out some guy deliberately messaged an underage girl online mm. and then arranged to meet her and had sex with her or whatever, yeah. and d- done it knowingly, yeah, is that a crime that is more serious or less serious than killing a child i would say he's almost as serious but not quite he didn't kill someone i think i think but here's the thing i saw an interesting thing like this on a joe rogan show a clip that he he was saying about murdering someone is worse than rape and i think it's a very tough thing because (sighs) because when you murder someone that's it it's done that's it but when you rape someone, the suffering continues yeah. for the rest and of the life. And I'll tell you the other thing. I'll tell you the weird thing is, right? Because I was. this is one of the things I didn't... When he said it, there was something I didn't agree with. Because he was saying, yeah, of course it's much worse. Duh, 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 you know. But I think the thing is... Everyone... And I think like, I think rape and paedophilia are the two most... Uh, obscene. Heinous. Obscene things in, in, in our society, right? Yeah. Now... I think even a murderer 
when when someone hears someone's murdered, someone's first thought can sometimes be, "Oh shit, what did they do?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, oh like, but you can't say that for rape or paedophilia, and even okay. with and with regards to murder, to an extent, mm. like we're so we're so aware of those crimes of passion. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you can be defending yourself and end up right. and someone end up dying so i think there is a level of understanding whereas with certain it's just like no zero excuse and then there's that stigma even sometimes if someone is found not guilty because there wasn't enough evidence it's like the it's, thing got, got pointed well, yeah. here's, here's the thing i was going to say is um with the rape thing it's like a lot of assholes will say well what was she wearing she was asking for it mate yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's just, what you get yeah. when you behave like this you go out drinking at a club and then you get yeah, shouldn't been out doing that, do they? Mm. That's BS, yeah. Fine. But and there's also a coalition of people that are trying to recognise that paedophilia is like a sexual preference. Yeah. And that people can't have their sexual preferences. Yeah. That. It's, it's like being it's like being homosexual or just a straight person who's like into feet or whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Like that's just your fetish. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, except for here's the thing. If you're gay, you can have sex with another man or another woman of the same gender consensually. Yeah. If you're into feet, you ask your chick. Yeah. <laughs> Baby girl, let me play with your feet yeah. for about five, maybe ten minutes. I'm going to butter them up real good. <laughs> right? That's fine. If she's into yeah, that, then yeah. fine. It's consent. Yeah. A child does not have... I'm sure I've said this before. Yeah. Children are not even aware of having the capacity to ca- have consent. Yeah. And, agreed. And, and actually, we'll get on to that now. Yeah, about soon. Um, and and that's why obviously paedophilia is one of them things that are, are you know what's the term word irreprehensible irreprehensible uh, apprehensible app- oh Jesus yeah, yeah, you know the word people yeah. <laughs> I can't get it out right now it's too late well, yeah, apprehensible yeah I think that's um, it. I think it's reprehensible reprehensible I don't know anyone who's smart enough write in the yeah. comments on the side <laughs> yeah, of the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah so I, I get that. I get you're saying. I get what you're saying as well. And again, there's there's always context to it, right? Because yeah. you could meet someone, and you're chatting to them, and this, you know, oh, what you been up? Like, oh, so what do you do? And they go, mm. oh, well, I'm actually looking for work at the minute, but it's a bit difficult because I've got a criminal record. Mm. What you got a criminal record for murder? You go, oh shit. Yeah. What did you like? What happened? What did you do? And they could go, well, actually, thing is, I got into a fight outside a pub. Yeah. We've both been drinking. Yeah. I punched a guy out in the face. His head bounced off the pavement. He died. But this is this happens a lot, right? But that's exactly what I'm saying. When someone's, if should, I hear, should that person have a chance at living a normal life? Of course they should. They should. But what, this is what I'm saying. If someone's, if if I, when that situation occurs, that's my thing. It's like, oh shit, what happened? Yeah. Like there's almost a little bit. Whereas if it's Bro. certain <laughs> things, rape, paedophilia, I'm not asking what happened. I'm yeah. like, fuck. I want to flip in. Yeah. Do you know I wanna damage you sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucked up. In my head, then he just went, I wanna do that. What's wrong with you? Get out of the fucking house. It's it's true, like and and that's also my thing, like if someone if someone if someone if someone's in prison for if someone's in a situation like you just said where are oh, that you know they're struggling like when they say murder my thing is still like oh like okay they're here 
was it was it was it a car was it a car accident was it like what kind of there's so many things where it's always a, a tragic circumstance but Unless it's like I'm walking on my girl, sucking my best mate. <laughs> yeah. I stabbed them both 27 times. Each, yeah. each, and he's like, <laughs> he's literally like bragging about it. Fucking both, burning hell. Yeah, you know. So um, I do think there is, there is a, there's a, there is a difference. There is. Yeah. There is. Um, but yeah, so and and that's the thing. Like you can you can forgive certain crimes, and I think. Like in this ex- in this instance, do I think there should be consequences for this woman? Of course I do. She killed a ten year old kid. Yeah. But do I do I think that it's it isn't, but it's almost enough that this woman's gonna have to deal with that on her conscience for the rest of her life. It's not enough, but it's it's almost like she needs to go to prison for. A that's while. that's the additional she punishment. Needs, she, yeah. I don't. Well, that's the thing, but what, what or wh- was, whatever way, maybe that's the first punishment, and the prison is the secondary yeah, punishment. Yeah. Um, but she Obviously should, you she should you, still you go to know, prison. It depends on the person. She yeah. sh- she could be some fucking sociopath. Yeah, yeah. And in ten years' time, she has another kid, and she does something to that kid, yeah. and we go, "Fuck, yeah. we're too lenient as a yeah. society. Yeah. We should have burnt her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. Um, but yeah, actually, so so here's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll step off from that because this whole thing about consent it, it just got me on something as well. How do you feel about circumcision, then? <laughs> <laughs> It's no laughing matter, son. <laughs> Talking about Willie's here. Well, I'm not. I'm not circumcised. I know. So, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. I don't have much of an opinion on it. Okay. So, um, let's let's just say that you were. Let's say you you have a, obviously you don't have a son, but no. let's let's say you did have a son. Yeah. And your and your missus was like, listen. I've been doing a bit of research online. Yeah. There's a lot of doctors that agree with it. I think we should get our boy circumcised. Yeah. How do you feel I'm about like, that? No, if he's doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> no, joke. Um, uh, I'm not against it. I feel like, like if it, if it can be properly justified, if you can show me why, uh, like this, what you've seen and that's making you have that opinion, then cool. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. Off the car. I'm, I'm definitively against it to okay. the point of, like, um, when Elias was born, there was mm. a lot of conversations about it. Yeah. And I was like, no one's cutting my son. Yeah. And if someone goes behind my back and cuts my son, I'm gonna kill them. Oh damn. But I was, I was like, don't. And then, wait, is this why? Is that why you got those caveats out of the way first? Because then, like, you know, I might come out of prison for murder, and I'm still gonna need a job. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, though, like. So um, I actually had a conversation with my, my brother-in-law at mm. the time because my my mother-in-law, obviously my, my son's uh, grandmother, being Muslim was like, you know, he has to pay some vows. Mm. That's the weird thing. Has to be, chop, chop. And I was like, oh, hell no. And my initial thing was, because it's like, oh, you know, it's a religious thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, first of all, do a little bit of research, find out it's mm. actually not a requirement of the religion. Okay. In Islam, in particular, obviously it's different than other religions. Mm. In Judaism, it's it, I don't know whether or not it's a thing that you have to do. Mm. But it's very it's common practice, right? In Islam, it's common practice, but it's, it's there's two different rules, types of rule that you have in Islam. There's Sunnah and Hadith. Hadith is something that's been like written multiple times in the Quran and has been confirmed and verified, and it's like Sharia law, like it's solid, it's there. Yeah. Hadith, uh, and that's Hadith. 
Sunnah is like a tradition, a cultural thing that right. gets handed down. Yeah, yeah. And actually, a lot of a lot of Sunnah are counter to Islam. Right. Right. So, the circumcision thing is a Sunnah. It's not a religious requirement. Mm. So I was like, "Fuck that!" It's not even a religious requirement. It's not even a conversation. But then, if someone does want to carry on having the conversation, go well, it is a religious requirement because we see it this way. This is that way. I'm like, do you know how many girls get their clitoris cut off in Africa because people think it's a requirement of their religion to do yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can't justify it based on it's written in a religious text. So mm. don't, let's just not let's just not go there. But the main thing is this, right? I wouldn't pierce my daughter's ears. Right. Why would I put a hole in her body that don't need to be there mm. without her consent, mm. without her knowing it? If my daughter comes to me when she's eight years old mm. and goes, Daddy, I want ear, I want studs in my ears, I'll say, okay, it's going to hurt for a few seconds, right? It's going to be real painful, but then it will go. Mm. And there's a small chance you could get an infection if you don't look after it properly, you don't put cream on it, da, da, da. Yeah. She's like, okay, I still want it though. I'm like, all right, fine. Even at eight years old. Yeah. Because on some level, she's aware of the consequences. Yeah. My son is not going to be aware of the consequences. So, when I was doing my research on this, there's, there's generally there's two schools of thought, mm. and they are polar opposites. Okay. I can tell you that I've had conversations with Muslims who are like, one guy was telling me, oh, I know this dude, he wasn't cut. He, had to, he ended up losing his penis because he got an infection. Okay. Right? And I'm like, he did not know how to clean himself properly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Dutty bread. You get what you deserve, son. <laughs> You abuse it, you lose it. Right? <laughs> so that's that's that, that was one argument I heard. The other argument that I heard was that if you get a circumcision, then you become a little bit desensitized, so it helps you to last longer. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. If, the, if you've got an issue with how long you last in a bedroom, then maybe that will help you. But for me, yeah. personally, I don't like the idea of being less sensitive yeah, for an area yeah. that's designed to be sensitive so you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It seems a bit I've dumb. I've heard that as well. It seems is. a bit counterintuitive to yeah. me, right? Um, which is obviously the argument that people make about um, female genital mutilation is that they think women shouldn't, you know, take pleasure in sex. Wow. That's why they cut off the clitoris, because that's really the clitoris well, doesn't yeah. serve any function of biology. It it's just a sensitive part of a woman's body that that obviously they enjoy having stimulated. Yeah. So, so that was the, the next thing. Um, the other thing was they're saying, oh, it's more hygienic because obviously your foreskin yeah. covers. The, the end of your penis I'm like okay if you don't wash <laughs> then of course it's more hygienic to, to have it exposed that yeah. way when you or if you don't wash properly that way you don't need to worry about it but you've got to bear in mind even just from the religious aspect this was written at a time and in an area of the world where clean water was hard to come by mm. so of course they're going to be like well if you don't have to clean it then don't clean it mm. this is why Muslims don't eat with their left hand your left hand is for cleaning yourself. Your right. right hand is for feeding yourself. Yeah. And you don't have, you don't have the ability to just continuously keep washing your hands like you do now. Yeah. And any Muslim that definitively doesn't eat with their left hand now, in my opinion, is a fucking idiot. <laughs> you can wash your hands, bruv. You can wash the shaft of your penis. You don't need to cut it off. Right. And here's and here's the thing though. Some doctors will be like, there's benefits to it because the the number of people that get infections is lower. Yeah. However. There's also recent studies and stuff where it says that the numbers of kids that die from meningitis are actually higher um, in boys that have been circumcised. Oh, wow. And the circumcision is like, is not what killed them, but the fact they got meningitis, which is an infection, yeah. from the circumcision because oh, wow. they were circumcised. Okay. 
And the, obviously at that time when kids are that young mm. and kids have died from circumcisions mm. because they'll get infections and they're so young that their body's not strong enough to mm. fight off. And my thing is like, if it's not essential and it can kill a kid, why are we doing it? Right, yeah. Just, and yeah. well, you know, there are other cases where if like there's been kids get infections, clean your child. Yeah. Clean yourself if you're an adult. Fucking hell, people. Come on, it's mm. not hard. But... Um, but yeah, my th- the other thing is obviously consent. Like, there's also been studies that say that a lot of uh, men suffer from like trust issues with women. The thing is, I don't, I don't necessarily put a lot of stock into that argument mm. myself because yeah. I don't trust women either. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm my mum today. Thanks, mom. Um, but yeah. So um, see, so yeah, I don't. I, Personally, I'm I'm against it just obviously for a ton of reasons, but I yeah. can see why some people are for it, um, and 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 I'm like, do you know what? To each their own. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But consent, man, consent. Yeah, it's important. And you got and the, and the thing is with nowadays, us giving kids the right to to have bigger decisions over their life, like in America where you're letting kids take hormone blockers. Yeah, that's nuts. Your child is a child. They do not understand what they're doing. They don't understand the long term yeah. ramifications. And put it this way, right? Like. Even just your your kid doesn't understand the concept of like a, just how long a year is. Even though they've mm, lived for yeah, years, yeah. they don't understand actually how long a year is in the context of their life. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, well, you know, in 10 years, you know, you might decide you want to... For them, it's like 10 years, that's a lifetime away. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't wrap their head around it. Whereas uh, 10 years to us is like, fuck, 10 years ago, yeah. I, I can remember what I was doing. Oh, I just yeah. did, like, it's a blink of an eye, really. Yeah. Um, and we need to we need to take more care, especially with kids when it comes to stuff stuff like consent. Consent with what they're doing, with each other, with themselves, mm. what what kind of interactions they have with the world. Just um, yeah, man. Not to get too deep, but stuff like this it 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 sits in a real bad place for me. The way that we're we're managing people. Yeah. I don't know if you did you click on the link that I sh- shared on the. Uh, group earlier what one was that it's called the Black Alien Project oh mate nuts what was that about right and here's the thing right this this guy was clearly raised with the idea that you can just express yourself however you want and there's no con- like you don't need to worry about consequence anyone that's um, not heard of it just go on Instagram search the Black Alien Project you might I think there's like a fan page that I found first and then from yeah. there I clicked on the actual guy's page there's this French guy who shaved his head off Tattooed his like his entire body, so he's black. Um, had like little kind of bulbs implanted under the skin on his yeah. head and his face. His nose cut um, off. Had yeah, got his nose cut off and the and his top lip removed as well. Yeah. So that he basically looks like an alien, hmm. and he's like, "That's how I want to express myself. I feel like I identify as an alien." It's like, first of all, dickhead. No one's ever seen an alien. There's no, there's no like documented thing of it. It's like saying I want to look like God. Yeah. Right. And of all the alien depictions that I've ever seen in people's <laughs> imagination, none of them look like this motherfucker. <laughs> none of them. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that that done my head in. But I was just like when I saw that, I was like, oh man, this this guy wasn't raised like. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. When I saw that, I was just like. I didn't tell the truth. I didn't spend too much time on it. I kind of thought I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what the f-? like?" 
What does my man do for a living, bro? That's what I was gonna say. If you're That's tattooed, what I was gonna say. you're tattooed from head to toe, and you got a ginger beard. <laughs> you got your nose cut off. Your top lip, bro. I doubt you're a doctor, bro. <laughs> you ain't getting oh, into medis- sco- medical school looking like that. I don't know. You're definitely not a bouncer at a nightclub. You imagine that you're not coming in, bro. They let you work here. <laughs> you gotta let me in, hundred percent. 100%. Oh, Could you imagine what kind of chick is with him? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I love him for every year and how he expresses himself. <laughs> like, oh, you love getting punched in the face too often. Because <laughs> you're a wild one, love. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad the amount of oh, shit we tolerate, gosh. bro. you got, you got to put people on a leash sometimes, you know? <laughs> got to rein them in. And that's the thing, again, like, as a culture, we just get too used to just going, eh, it's all right, you know? It's yeah, all right. yeah. We do. We start giving too much importance to one per how what someone feels. Yeah. And it's like it's just not that deep. Like as soon as I'm two doors down from my neighbours, I don't really care. I might care about how my neighbour feels. Two doors down, I don't know him. Yeah. Like, however, they f- it's not important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screams coming from the house. <laughs> Whatever, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> to... Oh dear. It's oh. mad. It's mad. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think there was anything else I wanted to cover off today. No, really. I think that was I think that was me as well. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah. so you want to do your throwbacks? Yeah, my throwback film is. Um... <laughs> oh, <shit>. Okay. <laughs> so, obviously, we've been talking about consent. And my throwback film was going to be Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon. Oh shit! <laughs> he goes and rapes Ronan Mitchell, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously. The wrong, um, kind of the wrong film. But other than that, um, yeah, that was going to be my throwback film, Hollow Man. Uh, I quite like Kevin Bacon. Okay. Uh, That's a messed up scene, man. Yeah. Because I remember watching it when I first watched a movie. I was like, oh, damn, she's fine. And then I was like, oh, shit, no. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Watch out. He in there. He in there, girl. <laughs> oh, he got you. Yeah. Um, so I don't even, yeah. Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon. And it's directed by uh, Paul Verhoeven, who, again, I'm a fan of. He done the original Robocop film, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man, and a film called Black Book. Um, but you can, just by those, you can see the type of things he, he uh, does. Um, and my throwback song is, um, I have this ready. It's uh, Win by J Rock. Hey, this that East Side Johnny Big Redemption Life. No, I'm talking about. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, um, it's not that old, but it's a decent, decent track. Fair enough. Check it out. So, uh, my throwback movie, weirdly enough, mm. I've got to make sure I'm saying it right. I th- uh, in fact, let me just check. Let me just check. Give me one second. I know the name of the movie, but I've just got a. Well, let me just check the cast. I don't know. It's not that one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I think I've chased that before. Is it? Yeah. You messed up then, that's that. I messed up. Okay, so it's going to be Friday after next. Okay, what, your film? Yeah. Friday after next. With the one with Terry Crews in it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That guy, uh, Tiny Lister. Uh, he died. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he Covid died. was it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Um, Rest in so, peace. So basically, uh, in Friday After Next, there's a scene mm. with Cat uh, Williams mm. and Terry Crews, where <laughs> Terry Crews just got out of prison, and Cat Williams is a pimp. Yeah. He's like, oh, you working with a pimp, huh? Okay, he's like, and Cat uh, Williams goes to the toilet, and Terry Crews walks in, he's like, fresh meat. <laughs> and he's like, what you saying now, boy? Get the hell away from me. And then, uh, yeah, Terry Crews basically tries to rape him. Cat Williams ends up getting some vice grips on, on Terry Crews' nuts, oh, and, and like, walks out the party holding onto his nuts. <laughs> he's like, tells his woman, like, get in the car, start the car, and he tells Ice Cube, he's like, you gonna hold these this wrench? I'm gonna run to the car. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then his missus drives off, um, leaving him to get chased down the road. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was cool, because funnily enough, actually, mm. Terry Crews was recently talking about his acting career, and he was saying how, um, he was like, I would rather take a small part in a great movie than have a main part in a crap movie. Right. So I'm guessing he's been offered a lot of, like, B-rate movies, because yeah, yeah. he's a decently known celebrity, yeah. but he's never been the lead character in even a poor film yeah and I think that's his way of saying like, I'd rather just take a smaller role in okay. a decent film and funny enough his first movie that was on mm. Training Day okay he was just an extra right but okay. he was hench yeah, he was the yeah, hench yeah. guy yeah. Who was, was that his first film? film yeah okay he didn't get paid oh wow got paid nothing he's like I just I, the, the director asked me if I wanted to, to come on and I said yep yeah. and I turned up every day and he, the director was just finding little opportunities for me to be in scenes so he was up there on the roof with the pigeons. Yeah. And then he was down when uh, when Denzel was like, King, Kong, ain't got shit yeah. on me. All you motherfuckers be playing a ball in Pelican Bay. I know all the words. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, he got that. Anyway, there's okay. uh, so there's a couple of songs that I was trying to choose from. I just want to make sure that this song I didn't already pick because I could have. I think I did actually. What is it? I think I picked it last week. Hope, Faith Evan, I did. Ignore me. Yeah, yeah. Old school song. Old school song. I'm gonna do it. I had to. Go I'm on. looking at a couple of different tracks. And I'm like, oh, this one's really old, and it's what's it called? It's not a great song, but it catches me sometimes. Mrs. Robinson. Uh, by Simon Garfunkel. Do you know? What? I think you've done that before as well. Nah, have I? I feel like you might have. Maybe I have. If I have, I've got another one. It is a tune though. I was actually listening to it from the day. I had a Simon Garfunkel playing in the uh, background. I feel like this is. Oh no, no, it hasn't. Yeah, but yeah. 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 Yeah.